Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today, we have two great guests, uh, Richard Mulry from Northwell Holdings and John Beadle from Aegis Ventures. How are you both doing today? We're great, thanks. All good. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to have both of you on the show here today. Why don't we start off, uh, Richard, with you. Tell us a little bit about your background, and then John, after Richard, we'll give you a chance to, to tell us more about uh, yourself and your role. Sure. Ha- happy to, Jared. So, uh, Richard Mulry, I, I began, I've been working in healthcare for almost 30 years on a, a variety of capacities, but primarily with large health systems, uh, working in operational and financial roles. So I think I've seen um, healthcare delivery from a variety of perspectives, working on both the hospital sides as well as the physician sides. In my current role, I'm the CEO and president for Northwell Holdings, which is a fully owned for-profit subsidiary of Northwell Health. So uh, Northwell Health is the largest health system in New York State, um, also the largest private employer. And so we are charged with uh, the creation of diversified revenue streams and we do that largely through the investment in early stage companies, as well as in, uh, investment in our internal innovation, bringing solutions to market, and then through partnerships like we can talk about with Aegis today. So. Terrific. Thanks, Jared. Uh, John Beadle, co-founder and managing partner of Aegis Ventures. Uh, most of my background is as an investor, uh, have worked in private equity, investment banking, uh, have been hugely passionate about healthcare for my whole life. Uh, I was raised by a single mom who uh, was a frontline nurse in a bunch of different hospitals in Boston. She also faced a lot of health challenges growing up. And so seeing her both navigate the system and work as a nurse really inspired me to try to think of better ways to offer solutions for frontline workers and to deliver care more effectively. And so we started working with Aegis from, with Northwell from a venture capital standpoint a couple of different years, a couple of years ago. From there, just saw huge potential to pull together the resources of a venture studio with a health system. And so launched Aegis close to three years ago now, have been working incredibly closely with Northwell um, in the period since in building and buying companies uh, across a wide uh, array of different focus areas in health tech. So it's been a really exciting partnership to see come together. And we're now working to expand it to other health systems, which I'm sure you'll um, get into later today. Love it. Would, would love um, to give each of you an opportunity. Uh, John, really appreciate you uh, bringing up the partnership, right, that you two have. Talk us through, you know, what that partnership has looked like to date. Um, and then if you don't mind, would love to hear where you, where you both see it going. Uh, Richard, we can start with you again, and then we'll kick it over to John after you. But um, really curious, was, was really excited to see this relationship uh, come together and, uh, so happy that we have you both here today to to elaborate. Yeah, we're very excited about what we've started to build together. Um, our relationship with Aegis began, interestingly enough, during COVID. Um, so we had some time when um, everybody was, we were focused uh, on developing ways to drive value back to the healthcare system, realizing, you know, there was a tremendous need for us to, to better leverage technology, um, to better help navigate the delivery of care and services. You know, while concurrently, like our health system, which treated hundreds of thousands of COVID patients at the same time, um, this afforded us an opportunity to explore those avenues and those pathways. So the partnership really is founded upon a, a couple of different, I think, key tenants. One is 
We both desire uh, to improve healthcare and the delivery of service. We realize there are gaps in care. Um, we realize we want to, through digital uh, solutions, help meet patients where they are better, help navigate their care. And certainly the health systems in the country are always going to be an integral part, I think, of that care delivery system. But how do we, as an adjunct, um, uh, are we able to improve that outside the walls of, of our organization? And we realized early on, you know, we've tried a lot of different types of solutions and that, uh, you know, our, in our journey towards diver revenue diversification, not all of them were successful, um, but negative learning is much more powerful <laughs> than positive learning many times. Um, but we realized we didn't have all the skill sets that we typically um, needed uh, within the walls of the organization that's required to run to run a health system. So we uh, turned towards uh, the, the avenue of partnership. And I think we, we were very much aligned, I think, um, in our desire uh, to reach those goals with Aegis, uh, to talk about building complementary um, skill sets within each of our organizations. And, and the way that we looked at it is we could, you know, be novel in the way that we uh, ideate and co-create and um, really leverage Northwell's infrastructure and environment uh, to to validate ideas. So we're not a company that has built a solution and looking for the problem. We've gone to our frontline workers um, in conjunction with Aegis, ideated around what the real problems were, what the gaps were, um, how we thought we could better um, solve some of those problems, and then together build built business cases. Um, and we think the the advantage that we have, at least as we're as we're launching here, is that Northwell has a rich environment. Um, you know, in terms of both its patient base, we have a patient base of over 10 million patients. Um, we have over 850 ambulatory locations, um, nearly a million home visits a year. One of the most rich and diverse data sets in the world, really, um, that we can we can use in a de-identified patient way to to gain insights into care. So knowing that we had an infrastructure and an environment we could serve as a laboratory to test some of those concepts and also then be the first customer of what we were building together uh, really provided an environment where we could have efficiencies we could really have an informed product development pathway and we would be able to partner with um, with a, a company creation studio and get those solutions to market um, in, a, in a way that we couldn't do it just by ourselves Great points, Rich. And I'll just add a couple of different uh, points in addition to those that you already raised. I think back when we were doing minority VC investing together, something that we saw really frequently was a lot of solutions in search of a problem that were built by technologists who were really passionate about technology, but didn't spend a lot of time thinking about the problem that they were trying to solve. And so one of the things I think we've tried to do to Rich's point is really bring end users to the very front of the company creation and ideation and validation processes to make sure that everything that we build together integrates workflow and solves a meaningful problem that's faced within the health system. And so when we actually bring those things to market, we think they have a dramatically higher uh, velocity and success rate because they're so dramatically de-risked. And just given that Northwell is serving one of the most diverse patient populations in the country, um, has so many different care settings that they serve, um, et cetera, that if you can do something in Northwell, you can really scale it across the country. And so using the health system as a laboratory and as an implementation sandbox to try to get proof of concept and early validation, and then to be able to take it to the market more broadly and really scale it once we feel like it's fit for market, fit for purpose, we think is a really powerful model. 
And to another point Rich raised, I think as you look at the most recent generation of health tech innovation, it's happened largely without health systems at the table. And I think as we've spoken with different health systems, we had an event last week uh, co-hosted with McKinsey with 20 different health systems present. I think everyone feels like they've been marginalized and left behind as the next generation of solutions have been devised. And so a big part of what we're trying to do is completely change the paradigm of how these different solutions are innovated and deployed and put health systems back in the driver's seat, given that they continue to be the party that delivers most of the clinical care in America. And so I think as we continue to establish a track record and the proof points that we need to demonstrate that this partnership is working at scale, the intention will be to use that track record and traction to bring others in and try to put health systems back at the table um, and solve a lot of the problems they're facing day to day. It's been interesting to see just even the last couple of years, right? I don't want to say, you know, all, all related to the pandemic, but it seems like uh, health systems more now than ever are starting, like you said, want want to be back in that driver's seat, uh, whether they're launching their own funds, they're building partnerships, right, with other funds. Uh, I know you used to see this with the with the payers years ago too, right? Where the payers would uh, work with outside firms to create uh, separate venture funds that they could collaborate with. And I think that the key here is collaboration, like what you you two are both doing here. Um, I think you know you can't on either side going at it alone is is never the best path. But this collaboration to you know two heads is is better than one, right? Or in this case, multiple with with all the members of your your respective firms. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to play out. That being said, you know this partnership together today. Talk us through the the core focus uh, that you're you know in 2023 and even beyond that that you're both really excited. We'll we'll start with uh, John. We'll give you a, a chance to start off this time, and then we'll kick it over to Richard. Sounds great. Thanks, Jared. So we tend to be fairly concentrated in terms of our approach to venture creation. And so we spent a lot of time early in developing the partnership, as Rich alluded to earlier, thinking through where we believe the highest magnitude areas of value creation would be, and then developing a lot of different resources around executing those particular strategies at scale. And so we ended up forming two separate platforms that are focused unrelated but different areas of, um, of care and innovation. One is virtual care, where we've developed a, a solution called Care which will serve as a one-stop shop for self-insured employers for all of their digital health needs. And so trying to bring together all the different point solutions that exist and developing them from the ground up on a common operating system, and then being able to manage in a much more effective way, handoffs and care between the care that's delivered in person and the care that's delivered virtually, and then also being able to run our own care navigation within the different companies that exist uh, within the care platform generally. So if you have someone who has menopause and diabetes who also will skeletal plane, being able to make sure that person has their care managed longitudinally, that we're not um, doing things in one silo that could uh, adversely affect the care that she was receiving in the other, um, that's not something that's really happening today. And so we're very aggressively pursuing that vision for virtual care. And then we also have a separate platform called Ascertain, which is focused entirely on using healthcare AI to both disrupt inequities in care that are delivered and trying to facilitate better outcomes and lower costs across the system. And so there we're building companies in a couple of different ways. 
One is using Northwell data, which we have exceptional access to via a data license agreement that we agreed to last April. And so there we can take Northwell's really rich, robust, generalizable data and use it to train machine learning algorithms that can extend across very diverse patient populations and then apply um, services on top of that to make sure that we can give care navigation and the ability to try to prevent bad outcomes from happening by virtue of um, being able to use predictive analytics to understand when someone is at high risk and needs to be navigated. And so another is trying to find solutions overseas that we think are world-class, um, but could benefit from access to the U.S. market. And so we're doing that right now in a couple of different places, about to close on the first deal there, which should be announced in the next couple of weeks. And we'll really run this analysis whenever we have um, a really high magnitude thesis of we think a solution should exist of, do we want to build it ourselves from the ground up? Do we want to bring in a leading scientist or a team of scientists to build it? Or is there a great solution overseas that's three or four years ahead where we could be and then bring that into the fold and acquire a majority interest and then give it access to the U.S. market? And so um, those are a couple of the different ways we build companies. But the two real major focus areas right now are AI and virtual care. And I think going forward, um, we have a lot of companies to build and buy in those two places. So I don't know that we need to expand the universe of possibilities right now, but I think in the future we'll definitely be open to it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great overview, John. And I just just to complement what what John said, in our our virtual first strategy, um, you know, we're really looking at ways to address gaps in care. And you know, to that end, our primary focus right now um, as a joint venture is focused on women's health. Um, it's you know historically been understudied, underserved, on, um, on, and misunderstood. And I think having to ha apply a rigor of, of uh, evidence-based medicine built up in a virtual solution, and then as John said, you know, coupling that with excellent care navigation for any kind of um, high risk or, or referrals relative to comprehensive care, being able to look at the patient longitudinally, but. The other part of the thesis behind this, you know, health systems are usually the largest employers in their market many times. They're self-insured um, and they're discriminating buyers. I mean, they're facing a lot of challenges also that many employers do, but, you know, especially after the last couple of years, they've had a, a very stress-tested workforce, I'll say, and um, relative to that, to be able to better address the needs of that. So if we're creating an investment thesis, um, what better than to create solutions that also allow us to better care for our workforce? Um, and when we go to look at the market more broadly, you know, Northwell working with Aegis, we want to extend that opportunity for investment as well as adoption to like-minded health systems. So really extending that to a consortium of health systems that can bring scale and power to, to the solution. And then there'll be self-insured employers that are not healthcare systems that are in those geographic areas as well. And I think that adds a tremendous benefit, I think, um, in terms of looking at health systems that are you know, facing from a landscape, you know, many other entrants into the market right now um, and at the risk of being commoditized for much of what they do. Um, to, to really play on John's point earlier, health systems taking back that control. Um, they, are, they are experts at care delivery. Um, that's, they have a mission to do so that is not you know, just in a for-profit mindset. There are a lot of quality guardrails that are placed, which we don't often see in every single for-profit solution. So I think our thesis encompasses you know, that type of approach and philosophy to the market and you know, the combined forces of, of doing that together with a partner and allowing us to do that um, expeditiously really made sense. Yeah, we're 
getting ready to actually launch a women's health focused podcast. Maybe we can have you both on uh, at some point uh, in the near future to dive more into that. I won't be hosting that. Um, I've already had some. We have a great team working on women's health that we could definitely have speak. I think they can speak about it much better than Rich and I can. I, I would agree. <laughs> Bring them on. Yeah. And we're going to have, uh, we have some good, some good hosts lined up um, for that. Uh, and there's will be some guest host opportunities too. So if anyone on your team also wants a guest host, we'll, we'll set that up. What's, what's next regarding this relationship that, uh, that, that you want to share here today that you're excited about? Uh, I'll take a quick stab at it and then let John kind of wrap it up. But I mean, if we have one key word buzzing around the office right now, it's execution. Um, I think we have uh, an amazing start. Uh, we've launched our uh, one of our first women's health companies called Uplift. It's a menopause company um, that provides virtual surf- services um, as well as coaching and uh, um, information to, to, to women going through menopausal symptoms. Um, we're focusing that because Northwell is over 75% of our workforce is female um, and a large portion of that fall into that, that age stratification. But it's really getting the companies that we have within the women's bundle up and running. Um, and we're very confident that we have the right people, the right teams, the right management um, in place to help us, to help us do that. Uh, and I think the secondary focus is really extending um, those rela- the relationships that we already have with many health systems through the country, just through discussion, um, picking the right partners relative to forming that consortium and helping us uh, go to scale um, as quickly as possible. Um, John, I know you have other things to add to that. I think Rich hit on all the key points that I would have made. Uh, The one thing I may add is that within Ascertain, which is our AI joint venture, we'll also launch several new companies this year, continue to focus on prediction and prognosis, computer vision, and horizontal AI toolkits. Uh, In addition to building around great investigators, which has been a key strategy for us, we think there'll be a lot of exciting opportunities overseas that can be acquired and brought to the U.S., particularly given the funding environment right now, and then use the incredible unfair advantage of having Northwell as an implementation sandbox to scale those solutions and find product market fit for them much more quickly. So that'll continue to be a key focus for us as well, in addition to all of the different uh, initiatives Rich mentioned within CARE and our virtual care strategy at large. Well, I want to thank you once again for, for both joining me on the podcast here today. I can't wait to have you on again in the near future and hope to run into you at some of the upcoming conferences. Great. Thanks for having us, Jared. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared.